Welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse and Act 2 of The Yellow Death. I'm T.A. Newman, your host. My team and I will be bringing to life adventures using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, cosmic horror, character death, and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic Repository, where people like you and me can write an adventure for others to play. We are proud to have this episode of the Miskatonic Playhouse sponsored by the Storytelling Collective, who provide an excellent course on adventure writing, which many of the team have taken to help improve their writing skills. We'd also like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have provided the background sounds that you hear. Last time, our investigators were hired to investigate the mysterious death of their employer's brother at a tuberculosis hospital nearby. This highly strung group took on disguises and gained admission before coming under the strict hospital rules. Now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. Keeper, the stage is yours. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you're all sick. I mean, you know, you, you're all welcome to help science, to help Dr. White. That's why you all need to spit in your spittoons and keep your spittoons on you all day. At all time, if you were to be caught without your spittoons, that would be real bad, real bad. You need to keep that with you at all time. Is that clear now? Does it fit in a pocket or do we have to hold it? Okay. It does, it does. It does fit in a pocket. Uh, and you can have more lanyard as well and keep it around your neck if you want to. I, I was wondering, this Mr. Percy, Percy, Percy? Yeah, Percy. Percy, yeah. Sounds very, you know, my, my family are great artists. That's why they, they named me um, Articus. And I was wondering, where, does, does he also stay on our ward? Stay and he goes out at night. Oh, is there a room where he keeps the, the, the art produced? by other patients where we could perhaps gaze at the creativity yes. and uh, be inspired? Yes, of course. Then if everything is fine with you, uh, unless you have a question, miss. Uh, might I ask, how many people are, are on the fourth ward? Oh, right now? It must be something like 30, I guess. 30? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, it's a big facility. There's something around 300 patients right now. It's only 10%. I, I'm, I'm very worried about about this illness progressing, I, I have to ask, what's, what's the mortality rate? Oh, I mean, if you're in the fourth ward, then, you know, it is already over for you in many ways. Only terminal patients go to the fourth ward. But, but you said that you're putting people with mental disorders in that ward too. Uh, you're you're lumping terminally ill yes, as patients well. and people with mental disorders into the same ward. Yes, of course, those are the people that we need to watch over. You know, that's the people who need our full attention. Hmm. Just sort of raises our eyebrows. D how many of us are here on the, uh, the fifth floor? Should we expect to bump into some other, uh, apart from your, your good selves? There's the five of you, and I there's. Uh, Two other people. Oh, and uh, are we allowed to, uh, obviously, at a 
with our spittoons, are we allowed to mingle with these other two guests? Yes, of course. I mean, you're, you're welcome to go anywhere as long as you're following the rules on the schedule, you know? Of course. The rules are the rules. Yes, yes, Mr. Connor. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you're doing so well. Just my naive self talking here. But I feel like you, we're all going to get along. Uh, what time is it now? 9.30, something like that. Did we get a quick look at our rooms, putting our luggage away? Did we get a quick kind of scan of our rooms? Well, right now, yes, you can have a small scan of your rooms. So there's a small desk, a chair, on a bed, a wardrobe where you can put your own things. And that's pretty much it. Do each Does each room have a window? Yeah, they all do. And the window is facing inward inside the core. There's no outward window to the world. That would be the other side of the building. So you open though? Yeah, you can open your, your window, yeah. That might be a privilege of the fifth uh, fifth ward, but within your room, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to decide what's best because did they, they didn't say about anyone coming and cleaning or anything. No, they didn't, but you would expect that it is a wealthy people mm. ward. Uh, someone will come at some point to, to do some cleaning. And we don't have keys no, to the you room, can't. we can't lock it or anything. We can't have patients locking themselves. I'll see, I, can I look around the room and see if there's any, any place to hide something that wouldn't be casually opened to clean and it wouldn't, like, maybe it wouldn't be thought of to search in by someone searching through my stuff. So, like, maybe under something or behind a loose thing. You could put a few things, I guess, on top of the wardrobe because that's a spot that might not mm. get checked as often. Or you can keep them uh, hidden within your luggage. That's kind of okay. Are the rooms on suites or is it a shared bathroom situation? Uh, you have your own room and you can't access other rooms by your room. It is all, you know, separate. It is a bathroom. Yeah, I'm going to take the camera out of my bag and I'm going to stash it sort of behind the toilet or behind the sink if there's like a little nook. I'm just going to sort of put it around the back. Yeah, sounds good to that's, me. That's also where I'm going to put my gun, I think. Bathroom is a good one. Great. Mm -hmm. Graham, Hedge, Thomas. I'll go last. Graham, Hedge. I'm here at God's will. He'll look after <laughs> me. I don't need to hide anything. <laughs> Fantastic. Why did we hire this guy? <laughs> Hedge, you're not doing anything? No, uh, he's got his trousers with lockpicks on. But apart from that, now he dumps his stuff and then wanders back out. You've seen that a lot of the patients were in some sort of medical gown. As far as yourself, patients of the fifth ward, uh, you're not asked to wear this kind of uniform. You're able to keep your own clothes. You're fine. He does no unpacking whatsoever, throws his bag onto what the bed that he has, looks around a little bit, looks out the window, tries to assess whether or not he can climb out of it, and then... Heads Fantastic. Up. And then Newman to finish it all. Unpacks one or two things, but keeps it keeps the bag packed because he knows that his little secret compartment in there is with his things. Probably goes down, has a little sip uh, of uh, his first hip flask and kind of then puts it all back, puts it all, covers it all up. But he's actually going to look around the room and it's more about looking at any kind of picture frames, anything like that. Just, just he has the suspicion that 
they've talked a lot about watching and observing and obeying. So any kind of picture frames that, that move, you want to just look behind them. Are there any Scooby-Doo eye holes cut in there? Is there anything within the room, anything that seems out of place, doesn't seem right? He's going to give the room a proper kind of once over, just, just double checking everything. Okay, fantastic. You're doing this checkup. I won't make you roll a spot hidden. It's quite a simple room. There is nothing of interest here. But it was worth a look. I mean, you know, it is your professional spirit talking here. And we can only commend you for your dedication. <clears throat> then, uh, with a slight disappointment and embarrassment at thinking that he was going to be watched in this way, then he just kind of steps outside to meet everybody else. I'm just going to warn you here, Newman. With your alcohol consumption, there will be at some point, maybe, some constitution rules involved. Either if you drink too much, or either if you don't drink and you need to drink. Just warning you here, right off the bat, yeah. you are an alcoholic cool. and you will be considered like this for the rest of this scenario. My, ca my character yes, of is course. Yes, yes, right. We're talking about Connor here. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <sighs> Then Margaret is waiting uh, on all of you, quite happy with herself, and she's quite happy with you. You've all been so charming and so nice so far. Uh, and so she checks that you all have your spittoons with you. And here we go. You're going back to the ground floor, and uh, she's leading you to uh, Stradia. He's the head surgeon. It is written on his door. You're coming in, and you can see a man in his 30s, something like that, blonde. He's writing at his desk uh, right now. Margaret introduced you and being like, oh yeah, Dr. Stradia. Like, oh yes, that's the new patient of the Feast Ward. Please come in. He looks like, yeah, a bit worried, I guess. He stands, uh, he stands up and he's not trying to shake your hand or anything. Keeping a safe distance between yourself and him. Y yes, uh, yes, uh, hi, hi, hi. Uh, how are you all doing? Very well, doctor. Very well, that's, that's good, that's, that's, that's really good. And you just arrived, that's, that's nice. As Sophia says that, she takes out a spittoon and spits at it and just puts it back in. He's just taking a small step back, you know, and it's like, that's good, you have your spittoons. We need some discipline. That's what Dr. White tells me every day. Uh, we want you all to be, to be, to be well. And for that... Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, thank you. These these things, uh, yes, I, I I appreciate the need for them. I mean, and and I like that they're such a small size. And as she does it, she drops it up towards. Uh, up towards please, please take that back. Take that back. You don't want to just like spill your phlegm everywhere. That would be bad. That would be real. Is bad. he wearing a mask of any sort? <laughs> no, he's not wearing a mask currently right now. Can I make a psychology roll to see if his reaction's a little bit over the top? <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course you can do that. Okay. It's 36 out of 60. Great. Uh, it doesn't look like it is an act. It doesn't look like it is exaggerated. Uh, but maybe there is something more to it. Uh, maybe it's not only the sickness that uh, he's worried about. You wouldn't be sure about it. Maybe there's something else on his mind. But anyway, he looks real worried and real stressed. That's what okay. you can tell. I pick up, I pick up the spittoon. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It's just that you know, Doctor White. He tells me every day that uh, we need to keep working. There's so much more to be done. <laughs> so we wouldn't, we wouldn't want to, to you know, disrupt his work by dropping spittoons all over and all getting sick. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Of course not. Uh, 
Doctor uh, uh, Strider, you, you seem a big fan of here, uh, Doctor White. It, it didn't why 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 we here as well. Doctor White is quite the uh, quite the mind. Well, Doctor White, he's he's such a fantastic person. I mean, you know, I I admire his work. Oh, did you know that you know he volunteered in the army during the Great War to help out people who were sick? That's that's when he got in contact with, you know, uh, the Yellow Death for the first time. That was during the war. I see, I see. So, uh, Dr. Doctor Wyatt has made uh, quite a lifetime commitment here. Oh, yes, you could say that, you know, it's a lifetime commitment. He's studying the Yellow Death and he has made some, some discoveries, I can tell you that. And is that how he refers to it, is the Yellow Death? Yes, that's, that's how we refer to it here. So yellow death, so yellow White fever, of fever, course. The yellow fever, but, but the yellow death, it seems a little final, the, the, the yellow death. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't say that to, to just like, I don't want to scare you or anything. I mean, you all look healthy. That, that is good, that is good. But uh, sometimes, quite quickly, patients here say, say, say don't get better. Is, is that also the case in other institutions? Should should we request a transfer or? No, no, of course not. I mean, you know, we you you are with the best here, Doctor White. He's the leader uh, on his uh, on this sickness. He's the best. If you want to to, to get better, it is good. Uh, to have stay. you made any added discoveries that that might help with getting better? What you said you've made some discoveries. What what are those? Yes, it's it's not over yet. But soon enough, soon enough, so Dr. White, he will, he will be able to cure all of you. And is this something he has told you? That's, that's something that he told me and that's something that I, I do believe. So you have seen the research? Part of it, part of it, of course, yeah. I just, you know, spitballing here. Um, you seem very cautionary for someone who believes in this research. I mean, if you believed in it, if you truly believed in it, like you had a faith. I truly I believe. I mean, you know, I wouldn't call it faith because faith, faith is for people who are believing in things that don't exist. But, um, but you know, it's science, and science is something that we can all trust. Doctor White, he will save us all. He will. Like a savior. That's interesting. Well, he's a kind mm. of savior. But uh, you will discover that by yourself. I'm. You said he will save us all. Do, do you also have the yellow death? Is he going to save you somehow? No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm not sick. <coughs> Please, cough in your spittoons. Apologies. Uh, sorry. Uh, at that moment, you hear a knock on the door. Then you hear a voice asking, Dr. Stradier. Are you in your office right now? Yeah, yes, Dr. White, I'm here, I'm here. I'm with some patients. He doesn't, he doesn't have enough time to finish his sentence. The door is opening and you can see Dr. White. He's a man in his 50s, a white hair, white beard, glasses. He looks not bored, but it looks like you are, all of you, details in his life and details that he doesn't want to take care of. It's almost as if he doesn't see you. Dr. Stradia is the important person in this room, not you. 
Dr. Stradia, I will need your help this afternoon if you are done with all your duties. Yes, yes, doctor, yes, yes, of course. Uh, um, those are the, the new patients from today. Dr. White is turning towards you, looking at you for the first time. He tries to put on a smile, but it's not a warm smile, as if looking at objects and not people. I'm happy to see that we have new patients. On... I do want all of you to get better. He's looking at you like he would be looking at animals. He's looking at you in a really medical, scientific way. He's looking at your eyes. He's looking at your muscles. He's looking at your color skin. He's looking for all the details that would mean to him that you are interesting. All the details that would make you exceptional because you would be sick. He goes on. We have rules in this sanatorium. And I do hope that you will respect them. Rules are the backbone of a good life here in this institution. You are all ill and you all need to obey your instructions. People who don't obey are people who are turning mad, I'm afraid. You all know the value of discipline. You all know the value of order. And that's what we require from you. I do hope that you will all get better. Have a good day. And Dr. White goes out. <laughs> that's, that's Dr. White, that's the head of the facility. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's great. He's amazing. <sighs> he, he, he was great, wasn't he? Oh, he seems very personable. Very charming man. So professional. I I hope to be like him one day. Is Do Dr. White's office, is that near here? Yeah, yeah, but you shouldn't disturb him, of course. He's busy. Oh, uh, I, absolutely. I just meant in terms of... I was wondering just how close you were to him. I can see that you are his right-hand man. You are his absolute confidant. And I was wondering... He can trust me, yeah, of course. Usually that's like a... Yeah, usually that's like an office next to an office. So is he next door to you or... Oh, you don't have... You don't have the plan. Uh, no. Uh, do you, would you mind? Yeah, yeah, of course I, mean, I can I... give you that. Let me... Uh, let we... me look... Um, And he's looking inside uh, his desk. And he's giving you as this small plan of the facility. Ah, now this is going to help us abide by them rules everyone keeps talking about. Thank you, thank you, Doctor Stanley. My, very appreciate. Oh, that's 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 my my pleasure. You know, I'm happy, happy, happy to help. I'm so so sorry, but you know, it's it is such a small space, and there's all of you being ill. I think it is time for you to go back now. Um, Have a good day. Well, one more qu one more question before before we go out. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. You said you were the day-to-day -day running of this facility, correct? Yeah, yeah, medically speaking, of course, yeah. Right. So, if anyone had a problem, they'd come to you. Uh, if you had a medical problem, of course, yeah. I mean, you can talk to your nurse or your orderlies first, but if there was anything that they couldn't help you uh, with, I'm happy to, to yeah. Yeah. Of okay. course. I'm just wondering if you knew uh, an Arthur Strand. I mean, is he familiar to you? Arthur Strand? 
um, what what about him? Is that well, someone you know? Is that uh, someone? I I just heard he passed away. Perhaps the graveyard, and I could visit. <laughs> if he passed away here, there is no graveyard. There's no graveyard. We burn all the bodies. You burn them? Yes, of course. Where would you do that in a facility like this? Because we don't want the sickness to spread. See, that seems unethical. Unethical? Sir, sir, sir. This is the way we do things when we trust science. Should you not give them back to the families so they could be buried in a proper funeral? On risks disease to spread through the corpse? Of course not. No, no, no. That would be... That would be... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I see. I'll take that in good faith, shall I? Miss, gentlemen, have a good day. It is around 11.30, uh, something like that. On you are, for the first time, free to do whatever the fuck you want. First thing I do is turn to Connor and I say, I think something is going on here. D d I look around. I'm assuming we're alone. You are. I think it would be fair to say there is more than a something going on, and there are many some things going on. People here don't seem to be thinking on a single track mind. They're else. It's an unusual place. Many questions. Perhaps uh, our little merry little get together, our new friends here, mm. five of us, could find a place to have a conversation in private, more private than we are now. Perhaps we could go back to the rooms. I, I checked my room and it seems reasonably secure. I don't think anybody is watching us, but a plan, perhaps. Division of labor. Well, I was thinking if if maybe I can get into the patient records, maybe I could find out a little bit more about uh, Mr. Strand. Even better. Let's make the plan now. We break up and we meet back at the rooms to discuss what it is that we find out. Sophia, patient records. We should also find, perhaps which was Arthur's old room, though I imagine they might have kept him in the fourth ward. Maybe a second joins for the patient records because that could prove multiple leads. Arthur, or should I say Art, would you like to go with Sophia so you can enjoy those patient records and decide a uh, best path forward? I do like records. Who doesn't? Chris? I've been looking at the map and I was thinking I might head to the the roof for the heliotherapy. I think that means you stand in the sun. And I was thinking maybe I can find a way to maybe get out, get an option to get out of this place. So I was going to check on the outside of the building. Indeed, indeed. Christopher, that sounds like an ideal, ideal suggestion. Good man, very intuitive. Kyle, you go straight sir. to the chapel, I imagine. If that's what you'd like me to do, sir, would you like to join me and talk about that alcohol in your breath? No, uh, <clears throat> that's uh, it's a spittoon. Uh, right, back. of course, sir. It's not uh, the uh, alcohol, that's uh, something <laughs> else going on there. I, uh, Chris. I just want to know if I can do a luck roll to see if Chris has lost his spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> We can roll luck and see if he has lost his pet spittoon already. 87, he's lost his spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell, already. 
Oh, that's gonna be so bad. <laughs> I think he left <laughs> it in his room. That's great. You probably did. I think that you may have not left that in your room because Margaret uh, checked with you that you all had your spittoons before going downstairs. But that's fine. You dropped it somewhere. Hey, Kyle, you get yourself to the chapel, boy. And then if anybody finds you there, then you get to the mess hall, start a conversation, start preaching to God, start preaching to the savior angle, see what people think about Dr. White, see what people think about the the chances here, et cetera, et cetera. Right, of course. So. I, on the other hand, are gonna, uh, I'm gonna find uh, recreation coordinator Michael Poshier. Uh, he shouldn't be in yet. They said that he yeah. comes from outside just for the class, but there is a craft room on the ground floor, so maybe Indeed. if you could get in there, you could see the art they've already made. So I'm gonna go to the, the, the craft room and swing by the theater. See if I can find some of these, uh, uh, and if anybody is welcome to meet me there, uh, I'll be going by the craft room and then the theater, see if I can find some of these creative types, the the Arthur Strand types. I'll find you in the theater later, Uncle. I'll uh, hit through first. Let's all regroup back to the theater. Any concerns, any worries, everybody back to the theater. You are all outside of this office. It is 11.30. Lunch is about to start in 30 minutes. Sophia, where do you want to go? Well, if I've got time, I'd like to run quickly up to my room and grab my camera, if I can do that fairly quickly with no obstacles. Yeah, no worries okay. at all. So I'm going to grab my camera, come down, and head towards wherever they might store the patient records. And that's if uh, Arthur's going to be coming with me. Uh, I was going to accompany Sophia uh, to the records. I guess I can start making my way to them and wait for her there. Perfect. So let's start with that. Uh, you have your camera in your hands. It's a small, it's a small thing. You also both have your spittoons uh, <laughs> in opposition to someone else. But you are looking for records. Are you asking some orderlies? Are you looking around? What is the plan here? I wouldn't want to arouse anyone's suspicions. So I'm just kind of like looking on doors to see what you know the rooms labeled mm -hmm. you have a few unlabeled rooms which could be anything and you have offices that's what you have so far there's also a big room which must be uh, some kind of like rest area for the staff mm. so i turn to arthur and i say um how how do you like to do this do you want to stand guard or should i stand guard are the doors locked if we casually give them a try. Which door when you, do you want to try? Maybe we should start with the general administration offices that are not someone's office first, as offices might be high risk. What, what do you I think? I think that's a good idea. Let's maybe take one each. From your introduction to the building, you would assume that the general administration is a Maurice Chase office. Okay. Do we know if he's in there right now? You don't know, but he might. I'm going to put my ears at the door and have a little listen. Yeah, I'd like to listen as well, if that's okay. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. You can too, throw me a listen roll. Fantastic. And oh. then Arthur. 51 out of 50. I think I'm going to spend the one look. Please do. <laughs> I failed, so. Uh, you can hear a faint humming or singing voice inside. Probably Maurice Chase uh, singing to himself. I think, I think he's in there. <laughs> Does that man not eat? It is not lunchtime yet. <laughs> ah, maybe we could wait till he comes out for lunch. 
but then we won't have much time. Hmm. Maybe we could try okay. one of the other doors. I'll got to go to another door and maybe one more private or something vaguely nondescript and try that. Great. You can you can roll for luck, Sofia. You are the one actually doing it. Let's see if we find something. This is where I probably roll under my luck with that one I just spent. Oh, 74 out of 45. Sorry, 44 didn't work. The door is open. You, you, you can open the door and see a broom closet. It is lovely. But apart from that, there is nothing yeah. here. It is 11.45 and we'll move to, yeah, to Connor. Connor, where are you right now? Are you in the theater? Uh, the, the craft room first, unless... Yes, the craft room yeah. first, of course. The craft room is empty. It is void of uh, people right now. But there are many, many, many things. A lot of paintings, some sculptures as well. There's a lot of landscapes within the paintings. Within the sculptures, it's people being in pain, crunched, uh, crunched up. Sometimes their limbs are not the right way, as if it was all broken, like a broken puppet. It is so nice. Anyway, the paintings, yeah, landscapes, dark landscapes. Most of the time, you can see a few of them with weird color schemes, as if it wasn't Earth in many ways. It is strange to look at. The whole thing is uneasy. The whole thing is captivating nonetheless. It is skillful, it is magnificent, dreadful, but magnificent. Would you be able to roll uh, sanity, please? <laughs> yes, I can. Oh, dear. Oh, um, <clears throat> a 77 over 44. Fail. Well, well, well. Let's roll 1d6. And you're not going to lose 1d6. It's going to be fine. Uh, four. Four? Perfect. You lose two, Sam. You feel... You feel like you can't breathe for a few seconds. You're looking at one landscape in particular. It is dark. Like the viewer would be in front of a lake. The water is black, and you feel like drowning, drowning in that lake. You forget for one moment that you are in a sanitarium. You are in that lake. You can't breathe. You want to cough. And when you kind of wake up and go back to reality, you are on the floor. And saliva is dripping from your mouth as if you were actually drowning in the craft room. <coughs> no one is looking at you to tell you to use your spittoons, but you are a mess. And you feel like you don't want to be here anymore. You feel like the sculptures and the paintings are almost sentient and almost looking at you. You, you don't want to be here anymore. And we'll switch to Chris. Of course, you arrive at the fifth floor and you're going to the heliotherapy room. They look at you, they see that you are from the fifth floor because you don't have the patient uniform thing. They let you go through. It is quite sunny and welcoming. There is no one apart from you. 
right now. You're looking at the windows because there are those big panels thing and they are inclined, you can't really open them up. If you wanted to go through that, you would need to break a window. And when I get to the fifth floor, it does look like there's a couple of other rooms as well. Yes, yes, of course, there, there are, there are. So I Do you want to go there? Yeah, well, if, if I kind of wander up and down heliotherapy and there is nothing of note, then I will continue exploring the rest of the fifth floor, looking for somewhere private, a window out, and any other main maintenance access, anything like that, that I can sneak into. You're going out of the heliotherapy room, and as you do, you see a man. He looks to be in his... 30s maybe he's bald he doesn't have any hair he's smiling at you he has some sideburns and he's asking you hey what are you doing here does he is he dressed as a patient is he dressed as he's a dressed as a fifth floor patient he doesn't have an orderly uniform he doesn't have a patient uniform you would guess he's one of the other patients of the fifth ward oh um hi uh well i was uh, i'm looking around I'm new, new here. Uh, oh, you're new here. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Some company. <laughs> oh, because I'm getting bored. I'm getting so bored here. Nothing to do. On people, they are no fun. Uh, so, what's your deal? I, um, I like fresh air. Oh, you like fresh air? You're not going to find that here. I can tell you. <laughs> But you know, sometimes you don't need fresh air. You need to get yourself forgotten, hidden for a while. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What? what uh, oh. What's your name, partner? I'm, uh, I'm. I'm. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't present myself. I'm Horace. Horace Kent. Ho Horace. Na nice. Nice to meet you, Horace. Ah, uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> And so, you're you're like, are you like sick for real? <laughs> I I guess. Are you guess? Well, let me guess. You know, my my uncle told me I had. To ah, come, your you uncle. Know. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna look at you. Let me roll something. Mm hmm. Your uncle, right, right, right. And your uncle, is he part of a family? On from from your background and from what he tells you, you understand that he might be talking about some sort of uh, criminal connection here. Uh, no, my my uncle don't play those. My uncle don't live in that world, though. I've um, I've got some connections, you know, that sort of thing. I I. But, you know, I've got to be here for a few days. A few days. Well, that sounds good. Anyway, if you want to have fun, uh, well, uh, don't go near Margaret because she's mine. But apart from that, if you want to play cards or anything, just let me know. Hmm? Uh, Will Harris, thank you kindly. Ah, uh, you know, it's, it's, my, it's my pleasure. Everything is so fucking bad here. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's Dr. White. What a fucking loser. <laughs> but anyway, 
I'm here on my own free will. I can get out when I want. Everything is fine if you're looking at it that way. Um, I'm glad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like you, you and I, we can be friends. We can be friends. Um, I'm glad, Horace. If you don't mind, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I kind of want to have a wee, um, I'm doing my my exploring round, so I'm gonna just keep going, but uh, maybe see you in the mess hall. Well, see ya. And good luck. Oh, he's gonna go back to his own room. All right, I watch him go, and hopefully, if I don't see anyone else around, I continue exploring the the fifth floor. I'm gonna I'm gonna propose to you to make either an intelligence check or spot hidden. I will make an intelligence roll. Okay, it's gonna for intelligence. It would be a hard roll. A spot hidden. It would be a normal one. Uh, intelligence is still better for me. Okay, here you go. Um, I want a forty-six, mm-hmm. and I would need a thirty for a hard intelligence. So I'm just doing normal. Great, perfect. He looked like he was almost too joyful. Yeah, I, I, I got that impression. Amazing. Then we will go to the chapel now with our dear and devoted Kyle Comic. Indeed. You arrive at the chapel. There's a few people praying. Um, are you looking for someone or something specific? Yeah. Whoever's in charge, uh, probably a chaplain or depending on the denomination who's uh, available. Well, if you are looking for someone in charge, you will find quite quickly the reverend. So Reverend, he's a black man with a moustache. Okay. Uh, he looks to be in his 50s, something like that. Okay. He has no hair. And he's pleased to see a new face in his chapel. Oh, hi. How, how can I help you? Oh, Reverend, it's nice to see a friendly face. Ah, uh, yes, Reverend Grant. Uh, happy to meet a new face. Grant. Yes, Charles Grant. Charles Grant. Yes, that's... Uh... Not been here long, um, Reverend. Well, all lambs, new or old, are welcome in my parish. <laughs> I walked this path a while now. I understand that uh, you're always looking for people to save, but I've been saved already. I'm here looking for one that hasn't, however. Oh. And maybe being a, a God-fearing man, you could help me with this. Um, I'll be glad to help my son, you know? I'd be glad to help, especially someone who looks like he's a good man. Have you ever met a young man called Arthur Strand? Arthur Strand, yeah, I I remember, I remember that name. Yes, he was, uh, I didn't see him often in the chapel, but I do remember him. What about him? I was looking to find out uh, what happened to the poor boy. His family is awful concerned. And I thought, well, who better to ask than, uh, well, someone of faith who would never ever lie. You're talking about lying. Do you think that people are lying here? I've seen a few things which are untoward. So I even seen a man drinking on the ground. Man drinking on the ground? Indeed. I mean, I don't want you to, to give me a name. But if you were to see someone drink, you need to tell a nurse or an orderly. It is against the rules. It is against... Everything we believe in. Yes, it's against the law, even, with prohibition. 
But but anyway, I'm not here to fight with you on this uh, particular subject. So you wanted news and information about uh, Arthur. Is that it? I was just curious. Um, it seemed like you were the man to talk to. Well, so. from from what I can remember, he was always with, with another patient from the Fifth Ward. Jeremy, I think his name is. He was always with Jeremy or with the theater people. I don't, don't, didn't really see them often in the chapel, but he, he looked like he was a decent man. That's good to know. And uh, did you see him change over time? Did you see him take on wrong ways? Not really, but I learned that he was sent to the fourth world and that uh, he had a psychotic break. Wow. Quite unfortunate, uh, but... It does happen. And he stops here. He looks like he wanted to talk about something, but he doesn't know you that well. You could try to make him talk about it. Reverence, you, his family's very concerned, and you wouldn't want them to be, well, fraught with like guilt about sending them to this place, a place where you've shepherded these people. You're responsible for every person in this place. And that would look really bad for you at the Pearl of the Gates, wouldn't it, Reverend? Uh, is it Intimidate or is it Persuade? <laughs> it is Intimidate, please. Intimidate, here we go. Okay, I've got 70 on this. Uh, Poor Reverend Grant. Okay, that's uh, 30, so that's a hard success. Hard success. You see him being quite shaken by... Like yes, of course. I mean, I am responsible for all those souls, and I'm. I will take my responsibilities. But my son says so many things that I can't do here in the sanatorium. So Doctor White, you know, is there's many things that have been forbidden now. I can't even go to the fourth world anymore. When people need me, when they are in on the verge of death, I would, I should be able to go there and do the last rites, and I'm not allowed anymore. How shameful is that, my son? How shameful? It's sacrilege. That's what that is. It is. It is, and I told Dr. White that his soul, his soul is being lost on those things. The patients, they, they come to me, they, they talk. They, they tell me of, uh, of dreams. And at this moment, you hear a bell ringing. On the reverence is, uh, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's lunch, lunch. Come, come back, come back. We, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yes. We'll talk about it. What's your name, it's my son? I'm Kyle McCormick. Well, Kyle. We'll talk about it. You you look like a good man. I... We'll pray and we'll talk. Thank you for being honest with me, Reverend. I'll be back. See you. See you later, Kyle. Great. Perfect. Amazing. It was 12 for you. It was 11.45 for our good friends on the ground floor. Uh, Sophia, Arthur, you found a broom closet, a few offices, you feel like most of them will be used right now because people are still working. Do you want to just go to the mess hall? Or do you want to wait? Or do you want to ask someone for something? What do you want to do? Sophia looks at Arthur. 
she's just yeah, she doesn't know where to go with this. <laughs> Perhaps we can ask about Arthur again. Should we talk to Maurice hmm. again? He said he didn't remember an Arthur, but maybe if he has access to his files, he can look at them quickly for us, then we can see where they are. Perhaps, or maybe a strong man like yourself could, uh, I don't know, get the information out of him somehow? I, I, I don't prioritize violence, Sophia, and I think you should also avoid uh, such things. I'm sure the man will be very cooperative if we are polite and respectful, and that should be the first order of business. Um, and so you're, you're a woman, you can flutter your eyelids, that works on men, I've heard. So that's another option. And let's leave violence as a last resort. It's in the rules, after all. There's no rules about charming, but there are rules about violence. Sophia's a little taken aback to be given a dressing down by an employee, but <laughs> is is like, yes, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I can flutter my eyelids, as you say. Important to be safe. Food, I assume, that you're knocking on the moist chaser's door? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Very gently. Are you hear a voice which sounds annoyed and being like, yeah, yeah, please come in. We go in. Oh, that's, that's you. What are you doing here? Ah, well, yes, Mr. Maurice, uh, I just wanted to thank you for the time that you spent with us. It was, uh, it was so nice to be... Yeah, uh, we we met Mr. White, and he's just as lovely as uh, as uh, we've been told by everyone here. Very mission-driven and uh, a disciplined man with a beautiful beard. Very very admirable. A very focused man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's for sure. He's focused. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can you can roll psychology for that. I'll give that a go. Wouldn't be weird. <laughs> Ninety-five. Ah. <laughs> I rolled fifty-four out of fifty, and I think I didn't spend like last time, but I will now because that's great. Uh, Sophia, you are absolutely <laughs> convinced that he's jealous of Doctor White. That is fairly obvious to you. He's chuckling because he has a sense of superiority. He knows things that Doctor White doesn't. Is that Arthur that's clear? That knows that. No, Sophia. Sophia. Oh. Because she failed uh, greatly okay. uh, her psychology role. That's what she believes. I'm going to have to play that out then, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Arthur, you feel like uh, Maurice Chase has a great professional opinion on Dr. White, but that things that Maurice Chase uh, do take care of, Dr. White couldn't. Or if he could, well, maybe he would discover things. That he wouldn't, uh, that he wouldn't like. But anyway, Maurice Chase is in control of things that Doctor White isn't, and that pleases Maurice Chases. He has some sense of, you know, vanity. You seem like a very capable man, <laughs> Mister Chase. I presume you have excellent mental and cognitive skills that not many can can live up to well 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 uh, i wouldn't want to brag but yes i think of myself of someone quite clever i can work with numbers you know in a way that many can't well 
As you know, we were brought here by the very generous Mr. Strad. And very generous indeed. Mm, five tuition paid. Fool. We would very much like to pay respects to his brother, but well, last time we talked, you said you didn't remember of another Strad. And well, you did just say that your memory and your cognitive abilities are quite excellent. And they are, they are. And because you talked to me about this Dr. Strand, and because he paid so much money for you to be there, I'll be happy to look uh, in my files just to refresh everything. Uh, let me get that. Uh, he's going behind himself, and he's taking a big ledger. Grant, Grant, Grant. Arthur, yeah, yes, of course, he, he died. <gasps> From the Yellow Death. Um, it says here that uh, yes, Yellow Death, but he also had mental uh, problems. He had a full mental breakdown, from what I can read here. Do you know what precipitated that? Did he perhaps break the rules? I don't think so. I think that unfortunately he got really well excited. And people who get excited, they're wasting their energy so quickly sometimes. I'm certain that maybe Mr. Michael Pershey might be able to tell you more about it. He was composing the music for the play. Play? Yeah, a play, a play. Some of our patients are putting up a play right now. It's still happening. Are they using uh, his music? You would need to ask them. I'm not really fond of artistic activities myself. I feel like they're a bit of a waste of time. But, you know, to each, uh, to each his own, of course. Do you happen to know the name of that play? Was it Illumination? No, I don't know. I mean, I was hoping that it would be some Shakespeare. Do you by any chance know the room number of Arthur before he moved to the fourth floor when he was in the fifth? We would like to leave, leave an offering, perhaps a, a piece of art in his memory. Oh, that is quite thoughtful of you. Is that something that you could ask maybe Eugene? Or maybe Margaret, I guess. They are responsible. It wouldn't be in his in his record. Uh, you do have a file right there, shortly, the room number. Would be in the file. Unless, of course, you're not very o o organized. No, yes, of course, I am organized. That's, that's something that I must be written somewhere. I do do things well here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Room 27, 27. Oh, thank you. So kind. Yes. You are the most helpful person we've encountered so far in this entire facility. Well, I'm 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 sad to learn that, but uh, I'm not surprised. Anyway, have a good day. I think that I hear the bell ringing. It's lunchtime after all. And so he will guide you outside of his office. He will lock the door and he will go towards food. Arthur will turn to Sophia and say, I think that went well. That went very well. And then just nod to himself for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that went extremely well. And then she takes another spit in his <laughs> In disgust. Kana, 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 What are you doing right now? Am I still in the craft room, even though the choking experience, the drowning... You are, you are outside of the craft room. You are leaving the craft room. Uh, the question would be, where are you heading? Uh, if I check my watch, what time would it be for Connor? Because he kind of went in there, experienced what he experienced. 11.50, something like that? 11.50. You haven't heard the bell ringing so far, but 
it is about to ring. On the map, there's the craft room. Uh, he's going to run past and poke his head in the theatre. Yeah, of course. They are. No, 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 <laughs> he's not actually. He's going to run past. He's going to think he's going to poke his head in the theatre. And then he's going to almost hold his breath, remembering what's just happened. And there's almost a moment of shakes mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. we, we, if it's 11.50 and he knows, it, does it, how quickly could he get back up to his room? Uh, it would take, I mean, you know, I'm not here uh, to calculate those kind of uh, trivial things. If you want to run to your room, you can. My my thought was, Keeper, and please tell me if if I'm playing against character here, was we we mentioned earlier about the his reliance on alcohol. Yep. Is he feeling in this moment there is a reliance on alcohol, or would it be a if he went to his alcohol, would it push him beyond something? Right now, you don't feel a need to drink. You would be happy to because you love drinking, but you don't feel the need to. Okay, then he will steady himself, deep breath, and he will actually go to the mess hall and he will get some food and he will sit down and he he's going to kind of scope out. Hopefully he's the first one there and by doing so, he's going to kind of scope out the other people that are there, um, the other patients. Mm-hmm just try and listen out really for any anything about you know keywords key people mr white fourth floor anything along those lines that he's aware of not obviously because there hasn't been a share of information yet so for him it's about mr white fourth floor arthur you don't really have to roll a listen roll for that i mean you know people are speaking freely here and you can listen to them without any problem i will go back to you but first let's see uh, where chris is heading right now Yes. He is still on the hunt for his exit. Uh, so he's on the fifth floor. He's looking through what looks like those maintenance cupboards. Uh, if you're looking for an exit, so to say, you would find some sort of fire exit towards the roof. Yes. That's what he wants to do. And he's going to try and get up onto the roof if he can. Um, unfortunately, that room would be locked. Do you want to try to use your tools? Is there anyone around? Well, you've seen uh, Horace. Uh, Horace, I don't know how to pronounce that. Horace, but anyway, yeah. you've seen him recently. He went back to his room. It's soon going to be lunchtime, so he might get out. But from his door to where you are right now, if he's uh, heading straight to the lunchroom, he wouldn't be able to see you. Yeah, I don't think... I, he's pretty, I'm pretty good at lockpicking. I've got my lockpicks on me. Mm -hmm. Then it'll be click click. I mean, an unlocked door and a locked door look exactly the same, so it's not a worry. Yeah, and it looks like, you know, it should be a fairly easy lock. Alright, here we go. So he's rolled an 82, which is a fail. It is an easy lock, but despite that, uh, it looks like that hasn't been used in a while. Yeah, I think what he'll do is he'll jam the lockpick pretty aggressively in the lock in frustration, hoping to break through the rust. Hey, that's a 22. That's a hard success. Ta -da. Uh, so to say, the door is open and you can go to the roof if you want to. Uh, I. It's almost it's... lunchtime? It is almost lunchtime. I... As you arrive on the roof, and the sun is shining above your head, and you feel like the hero of a pulp story, you hear the bell ringing. Excellent. I make my way quietly back in. I leave the door closed but unlocked. 
and I go down to see my uncle. Perfect. Then you are all back to the mess hall right now. Do you want to uh, sit back together or do you want to uh, sit on your own? What is uh, what is the play here? I sit beside Connor. What about uh, uh-huh. all the others? What are you doing? Where are you sitting? I think it makes sense to sit back together considering we're going around as a group. So yeah, I'll sit with you. Perfect. Yeah. Then I'll let you talk among yourselves. Uh, Connor is very kind of significantly a little bit wide-eyed and he's got pulling at his collar a little bit sitting down just ignoring his food and just kind of pulling at his collar <clears throat> uh, are you are you okay Connor I'm I, um, fine um, I uh, had a had a moment but uh, I'm fine. I had a moment, but I'm fine. Uh, how, how, d- 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 oh, Sophia, how, how are you, you? How was your? Well, Arthur man- managed to find out some very good information. Uh, I don't know why I'm English, but I'm English now. Um, <laughs> Arthur managed to find some some important information about uh, Mr. Strand. Um, Arthur, please, please do. Uh, divulge. Well, I, I'm I'm a bit con- concerned about Connor, but uh, sure, we we found that Arthur had been heavily involved in the play, and in the art section of things before he was moved to the fourth ward due to uh, mental illness. He composed the music for the play, apparently. And he also was staying in room 27 on the fifth floor before he was moved down. So I was thinking we could perhaps have a look at the old room, provided no one else is in there now. And even if they are, they leave the doors unlocked. So we could see if there's anything helpful there about what might have happened. And then we could, of course, check the theater. How did it go in the in the art room? Did, uh, did you find anything, Connor? Uh, <clears throat> I am. Um, have you been drinking? No, no, I, I have been abstaining for the recent hours. I, I, it's a shocking space. It's a, it's a menagerie of torture and cruelty. There are sculptures there that are twisted and contorted. There are landscapes, much of a similar description, and there is a feeling much distant to anything I have ever felt before. There is a... It will pass in time when the drinking... No, 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 Carl, don't you dare bring this into that, 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 that is not the issue here. My friend, this is not about the drink. This is about the the, the room, the work, the situation. I employ you, and I understand there'll be some level of doubt here in what I am saying. But uh, I employ you, do not entertain that room. Cool. I don't. I don't like it here. Um. I. I don't like it at all. Chris is okay. 
We're here for two more days. Yeah. It's okay. He's exactly where he needs to be, Christopher. He is exactly where he needs to be. Cal, if you would kindly... I mean, I, maybe? I don't really know. Sorry, Christopher. I just think that... Um, I don't know. I, okay, I know there, that Mr. Strange, you know, was paying a lot, lot of money, and that is good. Uh, yeah, but... Indeed. Also, I don't want to get... Uh, the yellow death, and I don't want to go crazy. And I was, I was thinking maybe I, I've got, I, I've got us access to the roof. Maybe we could. We don't all have to go, but maybe I can get out, you know, and I can, um, I can call the cops and I can get back, and we can. I know. I just think maybe we should get out of here. Hey, Chris, <laughs> Sophia, please. You might have a kind of, kind of tongue than I in this momentary. Sophia turns to. Uh, yeah. Chris and she's like, Chris, uh, it, it just says quietly to him, it's, it's okay, I think, I think Connor here, he's, he's been through a recent trauma, I, I think maybe with the lack of drinking, maybe, maybe some of this is coming to the surface, I don't think you need to worry about, uh, worry about this, you know, you can cap, calm down a little bit. Do I hear that? Do I hear their side conversation? I was trying to do that very discreetly. Yeah, I was... I, all right. Um, yes, Miss Sophia. All right. I'll um. I'll I'll um. Yeah. I'll. I don't, I don't, okay. All right. I think maybe when he's managed to gain access to his hip flask again, maybe maybe he'll be okay. At least for another two days. I think um, perhaps after food, we should all go and check the yard room and the theater, and then I'm sure We're, all of our worries will be dissipated. Arthur. Uh, Connor, I understand what you're saying, but we're here to collect evidence. Uh, did you find any evidence in that room? I found that it was a room full of art. It was sculptures, it was paintings, it was the evidence, it was not. That is not well, the room. Well, art, art can't hurt you, Connor. I understand your having a difficult time but the art is not real did you can't hurt you you don't understand i'm having a difficult time art i get up from the table and i kind of like take a second and kind of walk away and uh i so yeah these guys have a moment on their own while connor is clearly struggling with something keeping an eye on him in case he does anything do you think maybe I should get my uncle out of here? I feel that at this point, we either all leave or we all stay. We can't, we can't be here with just three people. But then again, he doesn't seem to be of much um, ability. Maybe I'll stay with him from now on. Just kind of, you know. Sophia, I feel that you're going to have to step up and take control of the company now, the more active role. And I think we can kill two birds with one stone here. No, Connor's... no killing, no violence, it's safety. He can kill Dr. White and Connor. <laughs> I, I, I apologize for the frame of my question. We could use this opportunity to get Connor the help he needs for what it was worth. <laughs> and gain access to the fourth floor. They don't really seem to be very good at the mental health aspect. It's more about tuberculosis and uh, death sentence kind of treatment well, here. We, well, <laughs> well, 
well, we don't know. Exactly. We don't know how they treat their patients here, and 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 we we need to see their discharge forms. But but uh, look, I think these things with Connor have been bubbling up for a long time now since his last case. I, I think maybe he is in the best place, but it's, it's we're not going to be able to extricate ourselves for another two days. So maybe maybe this this is the best way. Maybe we should get him on the fourth ward and and. I don't know. Maybe he can try and let us in from the inside. At an opportune moment, Connor will return to the <laughs> table after everybody has said their piece. So if there's anything else to say, obviously say it. And then Connor, when that moment arrives, he'll, he will return to the table. Okay, so I'm just going to stop you here, if you don't mind, because I'm going to ask you for a few rolls right now. First, I'm going to ask you all to make a luck roll. Uh. Okay. 56 oh, over no. 60, so let's pass. 94 over 56. Okay, so, so if you have failed, high. raise your hand. Does me? Oh, okay. You two, you're going to have to make a con roll now, a constitution roll. Same. I have low con. Oh, oh, oh. 73 out of 45. Oh. 77 out of 40. I know what I need to know now. Thanks. Great. Uh, oh no. Sophia, we have to break your losses now. <laughs> Sophia, I didn't. Oh, I failed. Hey, guys, we should we, we should get Connor on the fourth floor. Should we? Should we? Second thing, uh, I'm gonna uh, propose to you all to make either spot hidden or listen rolls, or just to you know sense of what is going on around you in the mess hall. Well, that is ex an extreme success. <laughs> Spot hidden. hidden. Great, perfect. Uh, 11 over 25. I've got a 46 over 50 for listen. 93 over 50. You know when you get zeros? You know when you get zeros and you always question yourself and you go, is that what it says? Is that what it says? So you I just a got a 100? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. You got a zero, yeah. zero, and a. That's a fumble. I got a zero zero on one dice and a two on the oh, other. Oh, great! Oh, that's good. That's, good. that's, that's a two. A crit. That's a crit. Perfect. That's Amazing. Ah, uh, for for one second, I thought that you had a one hundred here. That would have been bad, <laughs> but everything is fine. So, if you uh, succeeded a listen roll, raise your hand. Amazing. You can uh, see that there's a table where a lot of people are lunching over and they're talking uh, with a soft voice like they wouldn't want to be heard. It looks like they're talking about theater from what you can tell. Some sort of arguing about uh, ownership of a play. Uh, who gets to be the creative director? Who is responsible? Real writer. That's what you can hear. We have a few spot hidden. We have a crit here. Fantastic. Okay, so you see Horace that Chris met uh, on the fifth ward. Uh, one of you, maybe, uh, maybe Connor, because of his extreme success, sees that when Margaret is uh, going next to him, she whispers in his ear, and he's uh, smiling at her. And as she, as she's uh, walking away, he's looking at her butt and looking at her legs. He's looking like, yeah, lustful, I guess. Arthur, on your side, you see that some people are playing with their food on what would be maybe normal in an asylum is a little less normal here. But it looks like some of them are composing paintings within their plates. 
They're taking all the green peas to do some trees. Uh, they're taking some, some mashed potatoes to make a sun. They're doing craft activities with their food. One of them, yeah, it looks pretty abstract. You go closer to have a look. Um, it looks like what you would see uh, in a scientific book. It looks like some sort of virus or some sort of, of cells. It is yellow in design and it has some sort of tentacles, you could say, coming out of it. It looks like a sun as well. It's pretty. It's so well done that it almost feels like it's moving by itself. You're being captivated. You look at it. It grows. It is bigger than the plate. It is bigger than the table right now. It's all you can see. It is alive. You can feel it in your lungs already. It's here. You have some sort of vision right now. You see yourself on a hill. In front of you, a castle. But you turn back, you don't look at the castle. There's a lake, a yellow lake. You go towards the lake. First your feet, then your legs. It is not water, it is a lake of phlegm. Just like all the spittoons just had been collected in some sort of Horrific mucus-like yellow phlegm. It is up to your neck now. And you know what you have to do. Thank you for joining us for Act 2 of The Yellow Death by Batu Bazoglu. And thanks to the sponsors of this production, The Storytelling Collective, about which you can find out more on our website, miskatonicplayhouse.com and find us on the social media platforms with links found in the show notes. Until the curtain rises again. <laughs>